0: Kapow! It's had to start that right. Um, The reason I just said kapow and made Andrew wince very uncomfortably. um, I like to do that, and you don't like it. Eh, That's okay. I should apologize. Um, It's our way. We want to talk about something uh, which was spurred on because of Mad Max Fury Road. And that is um, women
1: in action movies. Right. It's easy to get to... It's easy to list the action stars that are men, Stallone, uh, Jason Statham, Mel Gibson to a certain extent. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Uh, see, it's easy. Bruce yeah. Willis. Bruce Willis. The um, list goes on.
0: Yeah, basically everybody in The Expendables. Yeah. Um, or or the Fast and the Furious movies. I guess right. Vin Diesel, The Rock. Right, um, Paul people Walker. People like that. Well, Paul Walker's dead. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I guess, well, he was an action star, we should say. And even going back before that, you know, you had John Wayne. Errol Flynn. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, Lee Van Cleef. I guess he was more... But women in action movies, they are... It's a very short list. Well, well it's not even so much about it being a short list. You know, I mean, there are actually a good number of them. But, like, it wasn't really something that happened in movies until, really, the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is something that I want to talk about in terms of a historical perspective. And I actually I texted you about this and I asked you, can you think of any m- big female action heroes before 1968? And you said no, no. And I can't really either. The closest that maybe I can get to, and it's not really an action hero, although she is kind of a heroic character is in Johnny Guitar. Joan Crawford is kind of like that, even though she doesn't really do a lot of action stuff. She kind of leaves that to Sterling Hayden, but... Oh, the thing is, before then,
1: I, you have women in action movies, but I don't think there they were usually, any women who were known for their action They
0: were roles. usually the damsels in distress. They were yeah. usually, like, the, the, you know, in Robin Hood, as much as you love The Adventures of Robin Hood, there aren't, you know, there's no real room for any women to kick ass in that movie. No. You know, all you have is Maid Marion, really, and she just kind of was like, Robin! She does stuff. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing her do stuff. Yeah, but really, uh, now, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this movie that much because I know you said like you kind of like put your you face palms sort of. But the first, I'll just from a historical perspective, the movie Barbarella in 1968. I have not seen Barbarella. No, what is Barbarella about? Barbarella is a very self consciously done comic book type movie for 1968, where Jane Fonda is the title character. She's on a planet, and wackiness ensues. It's hard for me to remember it. The movie's not very good, but there are some nice, weird images. It's kind of a psychedelic, sci fi, almost a parody. Terry Southern was one of the writers on it. Um,. But at least that was a start. It's like, okay, mostly this is an ex- excuse to show off Jane Fonda. The movie was actually directed by her husband at the time, Roger Vadim. So he just kind of like, I want to show how sexy Jane Fonda is in this movie. <laughs> and, and it's funny, though, because a lot of like young people, like they have a memory of seeing Barbarella and like, wait a minute, oh my god, Jane Fonda's showing her breasts in this movie. It's crazy. <laughs> wait, did that happen? I thought it was a dream. Yes. Um... So, I mean, we have that kind of first sort of start, but not really a start. To me, what really gets women in action going is not in, like, the sort of A tier level. It's in the B movies. You know, and actually, I should actually say before... uh, I kind of screwed up. Before Barbarella, Faster Pussycat, Kill Kill. That could be an example of, like, one of the first real, here's a woman, I'm going to kick your frickin' ass type movie. With Tura
1: Santana, do you remember that movie? I remember it. We saw it together.
0: Yeah, I like that movie a lot. I, I know it's, it's a guilty pleasure once again, but I think it's actually really well constructed, and uh, that main character, like Ru- Russ Meyer, was one of those people who loved showing women in, so to speak, their full dimensions. Um, mm-hmm. and, but in this movie, but in that movie, if you ever watch Faster Pussycat Kill Kill? The women in that movie kick ass. Um Tura Santana is kind of like an anti hero, so sort to of speak. Like she's like the head of this group of women and they kidnap these two uh this, this nice couple. Um and it, you know, there are a lot of things that happen in that movie, some of them are not very memorable, but there's a lot of you're watching women fight and Tura Santana can actually
1: kick your ass. I At can least think can of two very memorable things from that film.
0: Innuendo, <laughs> innuendo. Get your mind out of the gutter, Andrew. Um <laughs> But in that, but in line of that, though, in the nineteen seventies, thus ends um, our
1: discussion about women in action movies. <laughs>
0: good night, <laughs> good night, everybody. Um,
1: no, when well, let's get, get to the meat of the matter, Jack.
0: Well, first off, though, I did want to mention before we get to the really main women, uh, Pam Greer, I think is really the first real women woman action star. And made that again in these black exploitation exploitation movies. Have you seen Coffee or Foxy Brown? No, I know of them though. Yeah, I,
1: I guess you could say she is the first, well, one of the first women to be known for her action roles.
0: Yes, she's someone who, when you watch Coffee, you know, like I remember when I, I saw that at a pretty young age, in part because Jackie Brown came out and I'm, and you know this movie's on the shelf in the store. I'm like, ooh, ooh, another Pam Grier, and she looks hot, and like, let me watch this movie, and the movie kind of opens up with her picking up a shotgun and blasting a guy's head off, <laughs> and being like, "This is the end of your rotten life, you motherfucking dope pusher," and it's like, <laughs> "Wow, okay, we're into something now.
1: We've gotten off to the on the right foot."
0: Yeah, and so Jack Hill was the director of both coffee and foxy brown she also he also made a movie called switchblade sisters which quentin tarantino is a big proponent of um that one isn't a black exploitation week so much as like a woman gang movie so to speak but from this from but from this we kind of get at least the bedrock of okay here we're not treating women as damsels in distress we're not treating them as weaklings here. Women can actually have some power. They can fight back against the man by blowing his head off. Yeah, by blowing against the, his head off, or blowing, <laughs> you know, kicking ass against the white man. Uh, but then after that, in the seventies, we do finally get sort of two characters who I think help to at least give mainstream cinema a boost. And those two, I would say, and th- you know, grant they're not the main star of the movie, but. Princess Leia in Star
1: Wars and Ripley in Alien. Well, here's the thing I would I would argue. I believe Sigourney Weaver in Alien is great. I would not argue that Alien is an action movie. No, no, or no, Or that Ripley is an movie. action role.
0: No, she you get a little bit of that near the end. Like she does have to do stuff. She is the one who is kind of left at the end to like you know, she's the one who has to get off the ship and fight against the alien. But it isn't so much an action movie, but at least they do establish her character as, all right, you know, I, in other movies, and other horror movies, you know, a woman in peril, she would be the one who would, you know, be kind of dead meat. But here it's like, I'm actually going to try to fight back. I'm not going to be a victim.
1: Um, and a, lot of horror, Fish- a, lot,
0: a lot of movies, women were portrayed as victims, and that was a
1: problem. And Carrie Fisher in Star Wars, she... Does a lot of stuff. She's she a important character, but still, Carrie Fisher is not known for her action roles.
0: No, no, I should say no, no, not really. But having said that, Princess Leia in Star Wars she holds her own. Okay, it's like as soon as she's let out of the prison, she's you know fighting right alongside Luke. You know, she's saying shit like, "Would somebody get this walking carpet out of my way?" To Into Jibaka the garbage chute, fly boy. Yeah, so she's actually doing stuff. She's not like. That was a change that I think George Lucas had to be conscious of. The fact that probably in the 30s matinee serials that Star Wars came from, women probably didn't do that much. But here, you know, as soon as she gets a gun, she shoots the hole, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? Somebody has to save our skins. Yeah. Um, So at least there, it's like, you may be a supporting character, but at least you're doing something. Um, So from there, though, we get into the 1980s, and the 80s is... A time where action movies...
1: actually are the coin co-op. of the realm.
0: Yeah, say what you will about... There are some action movies in the A's that are pretty bad. Some of them haven't dated well at all. Some of them include Stallone going, Urgh! And shooting people. But you also get, though, women coming up in characters as that are actually doing things. Um, <laughs> doing things. But, no. well, even though going back to... Um, so James Cameron is somebody who's very important in this sort of discussion because, um, you know, he brings back Ripley in and Aliens. And,
1: and, and that's why I think Sigourney Weaver earns her action stripes. She does. I, it's,
0: now, I, grand, I think... her whole, now, now Grant, you can talk about how in that movie her whole most operandi is, you know, she's taken to this planet with these Marines, and oh, lo and behold, there are aliens there. But, you know, there's also this little girl and so her motherly instinct kicks in,
1: you know. Where Maybe, but, but the but the heart of the film is uh, is Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, is one and of the New- best action heroines of all time. Yeah, and I mean it's it's a re- it's a performance she hasn't really repeated. Yeah. But I think but that's the funny thing. It's hard she hasn't to. gotten all she hasn't gotten action roles like much since then. At least not in the way that she did in Aliens. Well,
0: it was kind of weird cuz she was really a serious actress.
1: She was really she did a lot of stuff you on Broadway. Action, you could be an action movie star and be a serious actor or actress. I mean, I think she wanted a lot
0: of different kind of roles though. I think it's it would be very easy it would have been very easy for Sigourney Weaver back then After playing Ripley, to just immediately go and do a bunch of action movies, but I think she wanted to try to make her career a little bit more expansive than that. So really, you know, we think about her two main genre movies that people remember are Ellen Ripley and Dana Barrett from Ghostbusters,
1: right? Uh, But I think, you know, when you think of Sigourney Weaver, I think her signature role is it is is probably Ripley, and that's why Uh, I mean they are
0: even going to bring her. I mean she. She, her role in that is so iconic that now they're doing you know, a, say unfortunately you know say however it turns out, but they're doing another Alien movie with Ripley, yeah. and she even reprised the character in a video game recently. Right. Um, so that just speaks to how much you know James Cameron wanted to, you know, elevate Ripley from what we saw in her in Alien, where we kind of got a little taste of what she can do under pressure. Where it's like, all right, I'm I'm. Still alive. I went through this experience with these aliens. Now I, I'm kind of really the one who's who knows what to do among these marines. So I'm going to really kick ass. And it's what's interesting because that you know Ellen did, did two more Alien movies, and yet everyone remembers Ellen Ripley from Aliens. Nobody really talks about her in Alien Three or or Alien Resurrection. Yeah. So all right, we get that. And speaking of James Cameron, then the other sequel. Where he elevates another character is with his own creation Sarah Connor right in the Terminator movies
1: in the Terminator first... 2 is where it re- Terminator is two the important one yeah just as with
0: Ali- just as with aliens is important with Ellen Ripley Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 you could say is really where that character comes into Rome and a large part of it you
1: need that first movie though. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very interesting similarity between the alien franchise and the Terminator franchise yeah. because the first movies in both are essentially horror films. It's someone mm-hmm. being stalked by this uh, by a robot or an alien. Yeah. It's about them surviving the the encounter. But yeah. then when you get into that second film, the character has grown to the point where they are
0: I well grown, but I think also what's interesting because I saw Terminator two again. I'm gonna say maybe a little less than a year ago. And I think Linda Hamilton was, like, my favorite part of it, seeing it again. Yeah. Like, she, her character, I mean, you could say that she's grown. I mean, she's become a lot tougher. But she's also still very scarred by what she's gone through. You know, she's the one who, you know, you know tells all these people, you know, you're all going to die. You know, Judgment Day is you're still coming. You're already dead. You're already dead. That, yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, there are times where, like, you know, after she breaks out of the mental hospital and they're kind of they're having that little brief pause in between the first part of the movie and the second the the, the last act you just see her character kind of staring off and just thinking but oh, and she, you know she's plagued by those visions of yeah. of the city going she, up and it must she's cloud. a complex character like she's not somebody who's just immediately all right let's kick ass she's somebody who has been driven to this point she's been you know, because she started off as a normal person. She, she was, was a just waitress. A waitress. <laughs> <laughs> she was a waitress who the most drama she had to put up with was a kid scooping a ice cream in her <laughs> dress. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my favorite line, Terminator. It's like, look at it this way: in a hundred years, who's going to care? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love. That. I forgot that line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Linda Hamilton, Terminator Two, kicks ass. Like she. You know, as much as you remember Arnold in that movie and you remember the T-1000, she's really, like, in the sense that, like, I don't know if you could say the main character, but she has that similar role that we just saw recently with Imperator Furiosa in okay. Mad Max Fury Road. The way that, you know, you have this character who, you know, she's gone through some shit in her life. She's been scarred. Um, but how but is she, she going to... No, she takes charge of the situation. How is she, yeah, she's she, going to take charge of it. She's going to try to make things happen. You know, and yet what's interesting in Terminator 2 is that um, it's like the, also James Cameron's asking you, should you always be on the side of this character? Like she, you know, you get the information about yeah, she uh, has Dyson. She, she has, you know, she gets the story about Dyson, you know, about how Judgment Day is going to happen from this one guy. And she goes off to kill him. And yeah. it's like, should she kill this guy? <laughs> And maybe you think maybe you think maybe maybe she should maybe she shouldn't. That's a real that's like the most powerful scene in the movie to me. Seeing it again, yeah. When she has that choice, you know, she's about to kill that guy, and John Connor comes in. He's like, "No, no, don't do it." And you just see like all the pain on her face in that yeah. moment.
1: And again, Linda Hamilton didn't uh didn't get action many actuals after that. She she did yeah, she's she you know bad. a lot of she small a lot parts in movies, movies, a lot of yeah. TV. Uh know, she peak. She, she <laughs> reprised the role in, you know, in video games. But uh if you think about her, you're going to think about some Sarah ac- Connor.
0: Some actors just, you know, I, I have to wonder what happened with her that like maybe some actors their careers take off, others might not. Maybe you need a couple of roles to really get that boost. I mean everybody's gonna always remember Linda Hamilton and Sarah Connor, but not really for anything else. Whereas Sigourney Weaver, again I mentioned she wanted a little bit more variety. She actually has a lot of things in her career that can be
1: remembered. Well that that's I think uh you just talk that up to either success or lesser amounts of success. Yeah. Um now but you know, again, she is best known for playing badass action role. That is true. That is true.
0: Um so moving on from her for a moment, um, one thing I wanted to bring up to you—I don't know how you feel about this—as we move into the '90s, Catwoman. What about it in Batman Returns? I think she, she's a—that's a fascinating character, and you know, even though it's you know, Batman, you kind of look at Batman as being like—it's you know, called Batman Returns. It should be about Batman. It's really Catwoman's story in a big
1: way. And maybe her part and
0: half a, a part of it. It's sort of like two stories, you know, her story
1: and Batman, also Oswald's Batman Returns is more about its villains than it is about Batman. It is. And but I don't know, think uh I think, Catwoman deserves any special praise as an action character.
0: Uh well,
1: I I don't know. I think in I terms mean, we've of had the Slinky sort of Assassin or the or the uh alluring thief before the Catwoman is just another Catwoman is just another version of that. Mm.
0: I don't know. I feel like there is also a lot of like, and then she loses points
1: for the Halle Berry movie.
0: Well, that's not <laughs> that's not the fault of Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman right. Returns. But, but Michelle Pfeiffer
1: I... isn't known for her action roles either. She's. I think she'll be
0: she'll she's remembered for for playing Catwoman, but really? other things too. Yeah. Well, again, I bring up Sigourney Weaver. You know, they're remembered for a lot of things. But, I mean... I think Michelle Pfeiffer in Catwoman is a great uh, performance and character in
1: terms of I'm a I'm not genre, saying it's a bad performance. Like, but I don't think Catwoman is particularly compelling as an action heroine or at, or that Michelle Pfeiffer in, is best known for playing. Or in The Dark
0: Knight Rises, either? No. Okay. I just wanted to put that out there as sort of, you know, to test the waters. Like, well, that's okay, Jack. It takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. <laughs> um... One person I wanted to bring up really fast. Um, another, like, actually, briefly, James Cameron's wife was Catherine Bigelow. Um, now she's someone else. She is. She's no longer her. She's her own woman. All the ra- women raised a Batman. Um, she. What? I don't know. I was. I had a song in my head. I was trying to say it right. No more singing. Okay. okay. She. It's what's interesting about her career is that she's mostly had a lot of male action heroes at times in her movies. Uh, she's, for, for the, if you might bring her up to speed, she did Near Dark. Uh, she oh, yeah, Near point, Dark. She did Point Break. Uh, the movie Strange Days, which is probably my favorite Catherine Bigelow movie. Uh, she also did Zero Dark Thirty. And, of course, she won Best Director, for first woman to win Best Director for The Hurt Locker. Yeah. So she did a lot of male action hero roles, and yet it's interesting when she did use women in her movies as sort of action heroines. I know you didn't see Strange Days, but I wanted to give a shout out to Angela Bassett. In Strange Days, she's sort of like a Hi, kind of Angela. supporting character. Hi, Angela. Um, she's kind of a badass in that movie, even though Ray Fiennes is the main character there. I think I can feel a lot of the presence of Catherine Bigelow in that in that character. Uh, she also the one. It's interesting. That the one time she did have an action hero character, uh, it was this movie called Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> Unfortunately. I wanted I wanted it to be a better movie, but it, it kind of wasn't.
1: Um Jack wanted you to be better. Why didn't yeah. you be better? Yeah.
0: Well <laughs> the reason I also bring up Calvin Briggle, I, I kind of put out the question on social media about you know, who are some action who are who are characters in sort of uh who have action type characteristics. Someone actually posited um Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty. And I know you probably didn't see that movie, but What's interesting about her character in that, that's not fully an action movie. Like, no. the last 30 minutes, it kind of becomes one when they, like, the SWAT team is going after Bin Laden. But, spoiler, Bin Laden dies. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Jessica Chastain that movie, she's not really, really kicking ass, she's not doing a lot of fights, but she is a woman who is trying to, taking charge of this hunt for Bin Laden. I thought that was kind of an interesting suggestion to kind of posit, you know, how do we look at what is a woman action hero? Is it somebody who just uses physical force? Yes. Is it? <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. If that's the definition we we're using. It. All right. If that's what we we're saying, because I think that, you know, sometimes a woman of action can be kind of. I guess maybe not.
1: She could be the, pro- pro- she's
0: the protagonist, yeah. Yeah, um, but I just thought it would be kind of interesting to posit how that woman fits in this mold, but maybe she does That's actually
1: an interesting thought, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, because
0: that's maybe more of a thriller, possibly, you know, like this sort of manhunt type of scenario, but she is a character who I feel like is for Catherine Bigelow a kind of step aside from what she usually does, which is like these male buff action heroes i'm an fbi agent No, know isn't that wild uh point break um all right let's get into some other big ones um beatrix kiddo of course we can't uma talk thurman. about this uma thurman
1: beatrix kiddo is the character not the
0: actress the bride yes. yes uma thurman plays her in kill bill
1: and that's another example of what i was talking about uma thurman's done a ton of stuff she has. She was. I, you know, and she got. Earlier her, you know, in her Pulp career, Fiction. she did the, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen, yes. where she played Venus. Yes. And, you know, she's done a whole bunch of other stuff. She was in Pulp Fiction, but, you know, not a great, not an action role. But when we think of Uma Thurman, we're going to think of her as the bride in Kill Bill.
0: Well, bride is Kill Bill and also Pulp Fiction. Well, to yeah. a large extent. Yeah, I think
1: those her work are probably with Quentin Tarantino not, probably we're, defines we're, how we're, we
0: see her career. We're not gonna remember her as Poison Ivy. Let me no. put that out there. You know, like I'll try to argue for Michelle Fiverr's Catwoman. I will not argue for Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, her character in that movie is fantastic. I mean that was you know, Tarantino giving Uma Thurman the role of a lifetime, you know, and her fulfilling that. You know that whole final battle in Kill Bill Volume One is still one of the most breathtaking set pieces I've ever seen,
1: and then also the end of Kill Bill Volume Two where she's with David Carradine. What's
0: interesting, like when you look at those two movies, Tarantino is really doing something interesting because you know he's he's really trying to. uh, He really surprised me genuinely when I saw those two movies because the first one it's all action, it's nothing but wall wall to wall. You know, her taking out the crazy eighty-eight. The second movie, it's just her and David Carradine having a conversation. You know what I love from the first movie? I love the scene
1: where she's with Vivica A. Fox. That's a good fight too, yeah. and yet, like, I also but, but it's not just the fight. No, it's, it's, it's the, the dialogue lull after in the it. fight, and then the then the climax of that scene. Well, the lull,
0: yeah, when they actually have their dialogue. I I remember that so well. Yeah. You know? uh, and there's even like a little. Of course, Tarantino does a little callback to Pulp Fiction. You know, it's like. You know, she asks, you know, She Fox says to her, you know, you know, you have every right to get even. And she's like, even? Even, Steven? No, no. In order to do that, I'd have to kill you, uh, go upstairs and kill your daughter, and then wait and kill your husband. Then we'd be even. That'd be about square. Yes. <laughs> and she does the thing with her finger. <laughs> um, Uma Thurman, yeah, she's very compelling in that movie. Also, one of the things I remember most is when when she first wakes up from her coma, yeah, that's a gut wrenching scene because it's like, you know, she, you know, she lost her baby and she just sits there and like cries. And then they escape from the hospital. Yeah. Tarantino gives a lot of time to Uma Thurman to really go all out with this character. Yeah. She gets to be a badass, but we also see her being very vulnerable. You know, there's a lot of deep hurt. You know, a lot of these action heroines, there has been damage that's happened to them in their lives, whether and also, sometimes it's you know very, very much loss. You know, Ripley lost her daughter. Um, you know, because it's been fifty-seven years later. Right. Um, you look at uh, Furiosa,
1: and she's lost a lot in her life. Right. Um, and uh, you know, that's, here let's let's get to the analysis towards the end. So, who's our next action hero? Action.
0: Uh, a couple starlet. of people I wrote out. I mean, um, well, there are characters who. Or, or do we talk about? Supporting characters or main heroes. Main characters. All right. Well, uh, Angelina Jolie has had her roles for sure.
1: Now, Angelina Jolie was one of the is the woman who came to mind first when I thought of this. Is
0: that right? Yeah,
1: because now I don't you think she talk... makes.
0: She doesn't make the best action. She is roles. not.
1: She has not had iconic roles. No. But I think when you go back to her early career and and the types of characters that she's played throughout her career, there's definitely a shift. Like. Linda Hamilton, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Uma Thurman—like they, they had like their one big action role. Yeah, and but, then they had the rest of their career. right. And then Angelina Jolie, she comes to prominence as Lara Croft in Tomb Raider.
0: Well, that's one of her big roles. I mean, before that, she had Girl Interrupted. She had the, right, uh,
1: but then uh, she also had uh, Foxfire. <laughs> can't forget Foxfire. But um, then, she, but then she goes on. Like she does, I believe. Two or three two Raider movies? Just two. Just two. I only saw the
0: first one. It was okay. No,
1: I didn't expect much one. <laughs> but then uh, she does Wanted. Well, also Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I can't believe I forgot about that. Well,
0: it's a kind of a forgettable movie. The, her best action role is actually Salt. Yeah, and but then... Uh... which also Which has a theme song at the end of the movie. Yeah. Salt. Salt! Salt! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that
1: up. That is the theme song at the end of the movie. But then, you know, she was in Wanted, too, where she had, you know, an action yeah, role. Yeah, that was a pretty. And big this seems role. like a really interesting shift because not only is she known for action roles, I mean, she's done other stuff, obviously. I don't know if we know That's her what as brings well. in the bacon. Right. But uh, consistently she's getting action roles. Yeah. Which yeah, should.
0: So that's. Well. I should say that she isn't the first person to get consistent action roles. There are other people... If we're just looking at Hollywood movies, she is someone who gets consistent action roles. I, but, yeah, but and then she
1: does things like Changeling. Uh, yeah.
0: And then she... Di- uh, and, and she other... actually becomes a director and she does Unbroken. Right. God damn it. Um, but looking at... like There was somebody who was brought up to me that I wanted to mention really fast in outside of American action movies and actually looking at Asian action roles. There's this actress named Michelle Yeoh. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah, she's familiar. She was the co-star of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, she also did a few Jackie Chan movies. Like I forgot she was in uh, Super Cup, which I have not seen in so many years. So I don't ask me to remember it. Right. But she's somebody who, apparently, she made a lot of her career in like you know martial arts action type roles. Yeah. So, you know, it's. but I guess what you can see is that Angelina Jolie is probably somebody who, one of the first people for since Pam Grier to really have a career where she's known for her action roles most of all. Like, would you even say that Maleficent falls into that category?
1: No. Okay, that's so, a fantasy film. All right, because I like I
0: because I haven't seen it, so I would have to take
1: there word must on be it. a strict observation of genre differences. <laughs> okay, um, I would and I would say Angelina Jolie's. Uh, you know, action career more, more closely parallels one of our most recent action, uh, uh, action and actresses. Okay. Uh, Ooh. Scarlett Johansson.
0: That's true. Um, you got Scarlett Johansson's done I great did,
1: stuff. She's been in lost in translation. She did under the skin.
0: I did not expect her to become the, you know what it was? It was because of black Canary. She got brought in black, Iron black Man. Black Widow. 2.
1: Black Widow. Sorry. Black Canary is a no, different I, company.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I got my blacksmith up, Matt, <laughs> Catania, please leave an angry comment. Yes. Um, don't. No, but um Black Widow, yeah, that you know, she she pops up in Iron Man 2 and it's like, okay, we expect her to be sexy, but she kicks all kind of ass as Black yeah. Widow. And what's interesting, she's one of those characters, she and Hawkeye are the two main Avengers who they even mentioned, I mean, I think in Age of Ultron, I think it's mentioned to Hawkeye, that you know, you're just a guy with a bow. You know, you don't have any you're not a super you're not God you don't have superhero strength. Well, yeah, but you're when... not indestructible. So Black Widow is one of these characters who, like Hawkeye, where but she, especially in her own right, who I have to really work extra hard to try to reach up to the level of the Avengers. Right. Um, also, a movie that I, I'm guessing you haven't seen, but Lucy. No, I was avoiding. That's Lucy. another <laughs> bad
1: well. Morgan Freeman science. I don't think so. <laughs> He narrates, like, the first half hour of that movie.
0: I think it needed it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lucy is... It's funny how Lucy's kind of like another comic book movie, unofficially. Because, basically, Scarlett Johansson, that movie... Um, and, actually, I wanted to mention, like, she's somebody who... And like, this is a character where you see this in certain Killing Machine movies. Right. I sort of put this down on my paper. What, what's a Killing Machine movie? Like... What happens though is like, she's kind of like, I'm going to, Lucy is a character who starts off as a regular girl, but she gets stuffed with some kind of drug. She's supposed to be a drug mule, but the drug seeps into her system right? and it makes her like, you know, the whole concept of Lucy is, you know, you only use 10% of your brain. What (laughs) happens if you use, what happens if you use all of it? Hmm. How about you become... How like... about you
1: write a better screenplay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lucy doesn't have the best screenplay, but it does have good action. Okay. It actually really does. Um, but like, she kind of becomes a killing machine in the movie. She's just like, I know every single move that you're about to make. I will take you out. Um, I think another character like that for me was um, uh, the movie Hannah. I don't know if you've heard of the movie, Hannah. I think I, I heard of the it. trailer for it. Yeah, I heard of it when it came out. This movie, like, and interesting about this one is it stars Saoirse Ronan. And I probably just messed up her name, because Irish name. Saoirse, I forget. She's this girl who's raised by her father, Eric Bana. And she's raised like in the wilderness to shoot and shoot. But she has some kind of super strength. I forget what it is. She learns to shoot. She learns to shoot. All you need mm-hmm. to know. She's, like, another kind of example of, like, a killing machine. She's, like, captured. Cape Blanchett wants to know, like, what, what's with this girl. And um, there are things that are unexplained at first that you find out through the movie. Um, I'm not going to say what, but... Yeah, that's
1: called plot. <laughs> so what makes this movie special? Come on. The action.
0: The action is spectacular. Joe Wright is the director. He shoots it in such a way that... Like a lot a lot of kinetic takes, sometimes very long takes without a cut. Um, you you know, Sarish Ronan actually fills this role really well. and you want to talk about vulnerability. She's a teenage girl, so the fact that she's younger adds some extra emotional weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, something extreme that was brought up to me when it comes to action movies, not just you know starring women like this. Um, and this goes also you know ahead into Magma Fury Road. The stakes are what really helps drive the action in sort of a situation. I think, Um, you know, in Kill Bill, you have the whole thing of revenge. The fact that revenge is driving so much of that movie. Uh, Terminator 2, it's the end of the world. Uh, In Mad Max Fury Road, it's about these women who have been, you know, subjugated by Morden Joe for all this time. And you know how are it's they about their escape? Yeah, about their escape, and you want them to get away from this guy. Well, yeah, but that's true about
1: any action movie. Yeah, but I feel like there's something as else long as there as long as there it. are as long as there are high stakes that you can care about, then yeah, the action is very important.
0: Yeah, well, not even so much that, but also about like, can I take down this guy's world? You know that he's built up this whole system of, you know, trading with. Uh, these other warlords and building up like these women who just pump out breast milk and, you know, babies, you know, it's like how you, break right, but down that wasn't a their
1: goal in, in Mad Max. I mean, eventually they realized they, well, can, they, they can,
0: well, they realize that if we're going to head back to the Citadel, we have to take out Morden Joe. We have to, how are we going to go back to where we came from? If we don't take out the, the bad guys, I don't, uh, know, I don't understand what you're saying. The point is, well, are the stakes in Mad Max Fury Road just, we gotta get away? Yeah, at the beginning. Oh, yeah, at the beginning, but that changes. It, it deepens. Yeah, the, it the Other things happen. Right. That's what I was trying to get at. Right, but that's when there's no other alternative. Um, uh, another character I, so- I wanted to throw out there really right. fast was uh, this movie Haywire, which is a Steven Soberg movie. This actually, I don't know if this, this woman is more, I think, now in... Uh, B-movies, I think she might have popped up in the Expendables, her name's Gina Carano and this is a movie that if you want to check out a really kick-ass woman action flick, Haywire is the one, this is from Steven Soberg, who's not usually known for these kind of movies, but somehow he makes this one really awesome there's a fight scene with Gina Carano and Michael Fassbender in the movie, in a hotel room and you watch the scene and you could just wow, it's like all right, you did not use any stunt doubles here. And this looks like it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's kind of a cool thing. A couple of other ones I just want to throw out without talking about the movies. Uh, Hit Girl and Kick-Ass. All right. Um, Who's the actress in that? Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay, next. Um, Summer Glau in Serenity. Okay. I don't know if you saw Serenity. Yes, I saw it. All right, so I think she counts. And Trinity in The Matrix. Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss, though. Nah, no, she's not really the action hero of that movie, but she does stuff. Yeah. in the first movie. She has a great But opening. when I think
1: of Carrie Ann Moss, I'm not thinking of You
0: don't think of Trinity? Actually,
1: I do. Now that I I yeah. can't think of, what, can't what think else of anything you know else from she's what But you think
0: of a red planet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one rom-com that she did. I don't know. Yeah, I watched that
1: one. You're right. All right.
0: What else did you want to say about women action movies that I haven't gotten to?
1: Well, there's there's something I want to mention that I've been thinking about. Because uh, I've mentioned a mentioned, lot of characters. We mentioned uh, Aliens. We mentioned Terminator Two. We mentioned Kill Bill. Uh, Kill Bill and uh, and Mad Max Fury Road. And I think there's a there's an interesting through line in all these movies. Okay. I mean, these are all very good action films mm-hmm. with uh, with female protagonists. Mm-hmm. And aside fr- and aside from the action, the thing that all these films have going through them is motherhood. Aliens mm. has Ripley. Yeah, she takes on Newt, yes. who becomes a surrogate daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terminator Two is all about Sarah Connor protecting her son, about ensuring his survival. Yes, uh, Kill Bill is about. Uh, well, if she's bri- a mother. Kill Bill is about the about the bride trying to get revenge for the uh, uh, for the death of her. Of her, of her child. Yeah, she and, had
0: it was, yeah, her, to quote Macbeth, you know, it was from, her room was torn untimely ripped. Yes. That's a sort of uh, paraphrase.
1: And, and in a way, uh, Ma- Imperator Furiosa, Furiosa from Mad mother. Max. She, she is. Well, she's but, a
0: mother to these women. She's protecting she, yeah, them. Yeah, she's this, she's trying to get them safe. She's haven. a mother figure
1: to all these and women.
0: And also, in that movie, yeah, uh, she, aside from that character, when they meet the other women, yeah, you know when they go to that area, that's not the green area. Um, you know those women, they're kind of like they've probably been mothers at some point too. We assume, we assume. Um, yeah, that's an interesting point about motherhood. I mean, that's something that, and I, suppose... I think
1: that's something I read in the review uh on com about right. Mad Max. It's just that since women are the bearers of life, they have perhaps an even greater stake in the in the salvation of the world.
0: And when you look at Fury Road, there is that sort of split where um you know, the mother, you know, Imperator Furiosa, she wants to, you know, try to protect and save, you know, some people, you know, and try to keep them from harm. Imperial Joe is all about destruction. Yeah, you know. And
1: another thing about Mad Max is that it's a very masculine world. Mm. I it's all all these basically Teenage boys trying to prove how manly they are. Yeah, All, yeah, the, all the guys. Trying to
0: I'm gonna go to Valhalla.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like all these guys who are yeah, trying yeah. to live up to Immortan Joe's example, when really, you know, he's he, he's he he's in a similar way. He's almost like uh, he's like the Shredder in the first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is your family. I am your father, <laughs> yeah, uh, so to speak.
1: Um, it's this weird clash of you know fatherhood and masculinity versus oh w- versus you know uh, nah, motherhood really and sort of, of, of uh, the, the sort of maternal instinct.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, and um, obviously now movies like Hannah and Lucy and like Laura Croft that might not really count into what you're talking about. Well, I but,
1: didn't mention them when no, I was talking about what I was. No,
0: saying. so I think that there are other. An action, a woman that could be an action hero doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a mother. but no, but, I is, but it is an interesting trend you're bringing up. Yeah, it is something that I think a storyteller can make a woman a, a woman action hero that, and so that also adds to the stakes.
1: Perhaps there's another way you can reach that sort of height, that sort of quality of action, like without that, like or think, maybe that well, is think about one it, of the keys.
0: Would Sarah Connor? Now again, I haven't seen like the. I don't know if maybe like the TV show Sarah Connor I don't was know. different, but we're not going to talk about that. If Sarah Connor was just about like trying to stop the end of the world from happening, would that be as effective if there was no John Connor if she didn't? Well, have John a Connor is part of the story. Well, exactly, but I'm I mean, Sarah... I, he she's intrinsic to the stakes, right? Um, so what are you
1: saying? I
0: don't know. What I'm saying is that in those situations that you know she has to be a mother.
1: No, not well. Well, not Terminator, but... Terminator is a bad example because it's all about protecting her son, who is going to yeah. deliver the world well, from well, the machine.
0: Well, her son, but also the future of humanity. Like, there's that. I have to wonder if, like, yeah, she wants to protect his son, but there's that scene in the ca- in the car right after they escape from the hospital, and you know, it's not just that she's protecting her son; she's also protecting the leader of the future of the you know the resistance yeah she knows that he has to be protected like well, that you know the mother instinct is there, but it's also you know i if if John gets hurt, then yeah, what happens in the future? Well, a
1: good point uh but well, I think that's I a reflection I don't know where I, I was think that's going a reflection that, of something that all that a lot of mothers hope for mm. that your son or daughter is going to become more than you or perhaps more than they are right now, yeah. But, but uh, I, also in Terminator, uh, can, there's a lot of, like, it's just that in this prophecy. Ca- yeah, it's just that in this case, the stakes are so much higher. It's not just about protecting yeah. your son. It's about protecting mm-hmm. the savior of the human race.
0: Yeah, whereas in Kill Bill, you know, that's more about, like, my daughter was taken from me.
1: It's more about just revenge. I. But it's very much informed by just the idea of motherhood. Yes, that too. I that's- mean, she's not just... I mean, being almost killed by Bill is one thing, but the thing that makes it really sting is, is the, the loss that, of her child.
0: Yeah, and then also that she thinks her child is dead, and then it's like, "Oops, nope, she's been alive all this time." Spoiler. I'm going to put a spoiler warning at the top of the description. Okay. If good. you're listening to our podcast by now, I'd hope you'd realize some people that haven't we seen have, the movies. Some people haven't. I would hope that some people who are listening to this have. I think that. And it's
1: all about hope. That's what we're talking about. Hmm.
0: Interesting point. In in what way? Well, this I, you know... Oh, 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 okay. You mean the characters (laughs) are trying to... Very hopeful. I kind of just launched into it without thinking what I said.
1: (laughs) But there you go. That is an outline of basically the best... uh, action actresses we can think of if you can think of another one
0: yeah why then... don't you send a message to us and let us know
1: and where can they send a message to us jack
0: you can send a message to us on facebook uh, send a message at the wages of cinema we're at facebook.com slash wages of cinema um you can also email me at jack at yahoo.com i think i might set up pretty soon maybe a real email address all right the be wages pretty of cinema. Awesome. that might be a way to make it more
1: official hopefully it won't all be spam all right and if you um, and if you listen on uh, to us on iTunes uh, a few of you have already reviewed our podcast which Thank is you. great thanks a lot uh we'd love more of those so if you're on iTunes please leave a comment uh subscribe and uh, rate us yes yes try, we love you
0: yes give us a little boost uh if you dig us um and uh and uh, you can also find us on uh uh, I'll, I'll, you can find us on Twitter. Actually, I all the episodes post to my Twitter at Jack Catinella. Uh Also, we're on Tumblr. If you want to check out, I put some videos up sometimes. Also, on the Facebook page, if you want, I put some trailers and video clips in relation to the movies that we talk
1: about. Go see our video clips. You'll see that really creepy scene from, from The Adventures of Mark Twain. I'll try to Mark find Twain. that.
0: I'll try to find that now uh, just so I don't forget it. Um,. And uh, that's it for this week. Uh, what are, Is there anything you're going to try to do uh, next week, man?
1: Oh, I have a few movies that I own that I'm going to c- just uh, watch. Kind of sweep up my collection a bit. Like Princess Kaguya? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, though. It, you're never going to
0: watch that movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, from the Wages of Cinema, this is Andrew. Jack.
0: And insert deathline here. Oh!
1: the chick-tabbit,
0: hang it up daddy or you'll be alone in a quick, (coughs) hang up the chick-tabbit, hang it